Hello and welcome to A Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host Teresa Beasley and today we are discussing Candy, Cigarettes, and Murder by Joyce Perel and Brenda Whiteside. This is part of a Chocolate Martini Sisters mystery series. This is book one. The book is about Emma who is recently divorced and her sister Nicole taking a birthday getaway at an inn they frequently visit. Now, I like mysteries, and even more so when there is a duo solving them. This could be siblings, cousins, parents, best friends, etc. I really enjoy those. I also like that the, sig sig the sister's signature drink is chocolate martinis. Since this is a mystery, I do want to put the disclaimer that I will not reveal who the killer is or give away anything pertinent to that. So let's jump into the discussion. Now we start the book with Emma getting checked into the inn before meeting up with her sister. Now you can feel, you get a feel of the atmosphere in the inn and some of the guests, as the, you know, some of the guests are checking in. Now since Emma and her sister Nick have stayed at the inn before, a lot of the employees know them and they greet Emma. You know, I'm sure they'll greet Nicole when she gets there. There's a new owner of the inn now and some of the employees are not a fan of Jillian. Jillian is the new owner. Now Emma lets them know that her sister will be checking in soon and to tell her to come to the bar when, where she'll be having drinks. She's in the bar and she's talking with the head bartender Joe and she orders two chocolate martinis which is their signature drink. Um, now you can tell off the bat that there is something going on at this end. I mean you get a feel of that in the first chapter. Especially on some on how some of the people interact. Now, since Jillian took over this end, you could tell there's something different. There's um, some tension in the dialogue between employer and employees. You know, there's some tension with the guests. So overall, you think it's like this fun atmosphere, but you you can you can get the hints. So then we meet Nicole. Nicole, also known as Nick at, for short. Um, we meet her as she's checking in and she's in conversation with Penelope, the front desk clerk, before meeting up with her sister for the martinis. Now, the ladies get a table to get something to eat and they kind of observe the surroundings and the people coming and going. Um, and there is some of the guests at this end, I'm sorry, are kind of rude to the staff, but that's neither here nor there. Now, Emma and Nick... They kind of hit the spa, but on the way back to their room, Emma overhears Jillian, the owner, and Carter, who is the assistant manager there, having this little intimate moment, which makes her believe that they may be having an affair, which I was like, okay, write that down as a clue because that might come handy, come in handy later on in the story. Now, Emma is up early the next day. She's taking her morning jog where she discovers this body of a man. So she checks the, the pulse of the man and there is none. So she's like, oh man, this is a dead man. She realizes the man is David Shaw, who is one of the guests at the inn. So she kind of um, does her own little observation or assessment of the scene. And then she's like, okay, I got to get the detective, the cop or whatever here. So she is a psychiatric, um, psychiatric social worker. So she immediately goes into access the scene and she's coming up with the ideas on how this may have happened, you know, how the body's laying, what might have happened to the body. Maybe he was, um, attacked from behind. I mean, she's going through all these things. <clears throat> so then she gives a report to the chief detective Guthrie and her, um, 
she gives her, you know, the, her, the detective her thoughts on what may have happened. Now, this doesn't stop her and her sister from asking questions and looking into the incident. Because she goes back, she tells her sister what she's found. And then, of course, that piques their interest. And so, she's thinking, we need to look into this ourselves. So, Joe, the bartender, he doesn't show up for work um, and doesn't answer his phone. Now, he, when he talked to them before, when they first got there, he was talking about these books. He was going to give them these books. And so they go to his house, you know, to kind of check up on him because it's unusual, you know, and people even at the end said it's unusual for him not to answer his phone and for him just not to show up for his shift. So they get to his house and they go to check on him and they find him dead in the house. Now, this hits home for Nicole because I, I didn't pick up on it at first, but I think she was kind of, you know, into him, kind of liking him a little bit, had a little crush on Joe. You're just at the beginning of this book and there's already been two murders close together and Emma and Nick have found bodies <laughs> in this whole situation. So it's like, okay. So Jillian, um, they get back to the end and Jillian is kind of like, okay, I understand Joe died, but whatever, you know, we got, we do have to run a business. We have a job to do. You guys need to get back to work, you know. Kind of like she's like, you guys need to get over that your friend died and get back to work. So, I mean, and she basically tells some of the staff that they need to get back to work. So I'm like, okay, she is definitely on the suspect list because she's just, it's like Jillian is one of those owners that just doesn't have a feel. It's all about business for her. Now, the sisters are trying to piece all these things together and they find out that Joe they're trying to find out if Joe and David Shaw's murders are connected because they died within a day or two of each other. So they go through all these different scenarios and they're out and about checking, you know, scenes and trying to figure out, are these related? Did the same person do this? Or is it a different person that killed Dr. That Mr. Shaw? Then who attacked Joe? Did Joe know who attacked him? Did he allow them to come into the house? Because when they were there and they were looking at the scene, there was two beer bottles there. So Joe probably was having a drink and he probably handed a bottle to another person to have a drink. So they're thinking that maybe he was entertaining somebody for lunch and that's the person that killed him. So they got all these scenarios going down. They're writing all these things, all these clues. And I'm checking the clues as they're going too. Now, while they're trying to piece all that together, the chef of the inn, which um, some of the employees in the kitchen said he's very rude and mean, he becomes ill. And I'm like, okay, now there is a couple of suspects in the kitchen because there was a couple of them that didn't care for him and a couple of them that wanted his job. So I'm like, okay, so now we got these two murders and then we got this incident with the chef getting ill. And so Emma and Nicole kind of believe that he was poisoned. From the looks of things in the kitchen, it kind of seemed like he was poisoned. So you got this whole mystery of trying to find out if somebody poisoned the chef. And then you got these two murders over here trying to find out who killed David Shaw and Joe, the bartender. Now, I will say with this book, I enjoy these sisters and their investigative skills. So because some of the things that they were asking and some of the things they were doing would be things that I would do myself if I was looking into something and if I suspected some people. So, I mean, it had enough suspects to throw you off, you know, and who you think it is is not what who ends up it who ends up being the person that you thought it was it's like a totally different person oh my god i did not say that right okay so <laughs> the person that when it's revealed the person that i thought was behind these things 
was not the right person, which I love it when I don't figure it out. I think it's kind of cool. Um, and it, it makes it fun because I had my list of suspects. I was, I had my scenarios down. I'm following the sisters as they're going. I'm thinking like on the same page with them in some things. So it made it fun for the, um, with this mystery. And I will say that the detectives in the books seem to be one step behind Emma and Nicole to me. And it made me think of Jessica Fletcher in Murder, She Wrote, where she was always one step ahead of the cops in her town. Or when she was in New York, always a step ahead of those cops. You know, they all kind of came to her for help. That's what it made me think of that with the way Emma and Nicole was kind of assessing everything. And I just felt that they was one step ahead of the, of the police. This book also had all the tropes and locations of a cozy mystery. You got the inn, you got the two unlikely amateur sleuths that comes in and kind of stumbles on these mysteries and ends up helping to try to solve them, kind of interjects themselves into the mystery to try to help them solve them, solve the mysteries. So it's a typical cozy mystery with all the tropes that you would love in a cozy mystery. And like I said, it had enough suspects to throw you off um, until you get to the reveal, which I did like the reveal of the story. Now, before I wrap up, I will say that if you like cozy mysteries with that's set in a one location type, one location, I'll say, then you would like this book because this everything happens at this end. Besides them just, besides her running on the path, which is close by the inn, and going to Joe's home. Um, basically, everything is surrounding this inn. So if you like cozy mysteries that are set in one location and everything's happening in that location, then you would like Candy, Cigarettes, and Murder. Now, like I said, before I wrap up, I do want to tell you a little bit about the two authors that wrote the book. And like I said, Joyce, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Joyce Prell. After hearing countless extraordinary stories as a social worker, she began writing her own. Several romance later, she shifted to writing romantic suspense and cozies. She is a 2015 RWA Hearts Through History winner. And in addition to writing, she loves to swim, walk, and find bacon almost as relaxing as a day at the spa. She lives with her husband and her sweet little dog in central Minnesota. Now you can find out more about Joyce um, at her website, www.joyceperell, and that's P-R-O-E-L-L.com. And Brenda Whiteside, who is the other author of the book, she is an award-winning author of romantic suspense, romance, and cozy mystery books. After living in six states and two countries so far, she and her husband have settled in central Arizona. They admit to being gypsies at heart, so won't... So won't discount the possibilities of another move. They share the home with a rescue dog named Amigo. While FDW fishes, Brenda writes. You can visit Brenda at her website at brendawhiteside.com. She also blogs about life and writing on her blog at brendawhiteside.blogspot.com. I want to thank you all for tuning in to A Reader's Book Corner today. And if you would like to have an indie book or Arthur feature, feel free to contact me at arthurtabeasley at gmail.com. A-U-T-H-O-R-T-A-B-E-A-S-L-E-Y at gmail.com. You can connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
at A Reader's BC. So until next time, happy reading.